0: Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 83, The Four Steps for Overcoming Limiting Beliefs. Hey, this is Cliff Ravenscraft from PodcastAnswerMan.com and you are listening to the Strategic Living Podcast with my great friend, Brian Holmes, who is now going to take your thinking to the next level. welcome everyone to the program this wonderful day my name is brian holmes and you have found the strategic living podcast where we are all about transforming minds developing leaders awakening dreams and activating destinies hey we want to see you healed and your mind renewed transformed we want to see you discover who you really are and to really become all that God has created you to be. Going to be an incredible program today. We're really going to dive deep into this idea of overcoming limiting beliefs. I believe with all of my heart, this is a profound principle that we must adhere to. Going to be an awesome program. Let's get started, everybody. Well, thank you so much for being with us again today. I'm always honored and just really blown away that you would take the time to tune in and download and partake of the information, the content, and the, the heart-level instruction that we're wanting to put out there to you so that you can become all that you can be. You have tremendous potential. You have incredible ability. You have something to offer this world, and today we're going to dive into an idea. That I believe is one of the most fundamental principles of success, of prosperity, of walking in blessing, walking in purpose, and that is how the mind works and how you can overcome limitations and those things that are keeping you from engaging in your full potential. Last week, we revisited a very powerful conversation that we had with Dr. Mark Sharona, and if you have not heard that episode, I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to that because it will give you a tremendous backdrop for what we're going to talk about today. In that interview, we talked about the mind. We talked about how individuals become stuck, and there's just not a better word for it than stuck. We become stuck in our present state, our present or current reality, and we are stuck seemingly incapable of busting free and moving forward and getting into new levels of success and prosperity and blessing and and effectiveness for whatever reason. And I want to submit to you that I believe that so much of that is because of what we call limiting beliefs. The truth is is that most of what we deal with in our lives by way of challenges and struggles and limitations is not because of someone or something outside of ourselves. It is because of our underlying core beliefs about life, about our own worth or value, about our ability, about our our heart, about people, about money. It's because of our beliefs. It's stinking thinking. It's those beliefs and ideas and thoughts and attitudes that have framed how we view life, how we view relationships, how we view money, how we view things. And if we can somehow tune into the thoughts, maybe tune into the self-talk that is taking place all the time in our minds, and if we can somehow change the picture that is in our mind, that image of how we see what is possible for us, for our own life, for our family, I believe we can change those things. We can literally change our world. So in this episode, I want to share with you what I call the four steps for overcoming limiting beliefs. Well, an old proverb says it like this, that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Let me put that another way. How you think and what you believe to be true literally governs the outcomes in your life. If you believe something to be true, whether it's true or not, that truth that you hold will in fact frame the outcome and the results that you experience in your life. This principle has always been true. It's never been different. It's just always been, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. How do you see yourself? How do you see your life? How do you see your relationships? How do you see money? How do you view success? What are, what are your ideas and your thoughts concerning success? How about this? What, what do you believe about God? And I know I speak to a very diverse audience, but the truth is everyone on the planet has some opinion about who God is and how he operates and how we relate to him. So I wonder, are the experiences in your life today a result of how you view God? How do you view or what do you believe about the opposite sex? You see, all these beliefs have direct bearing on how you will experience them. In other words, what you believe about yourself is how you will actually experience your life. What you believe about relationships is exactly what you're going to experience about relationships. What you believe about money is going to govern and dictate whether you have it or whether you don't. How you view success, what you believe about success will actually dictate the level to which you achieve success for which you're capable All these things have a direct bearing on your actual life experience. So where do these beliefs or pictures come from? How do they originate? How do they take such a powerful hold in our mind? Well, these experiences are are born out of experiences. These beliefs, rather, are born out of our experiences. They're born out of words that are spoken to us or around us. They're born out of emotions, feelings, things that, that affect and move us at a heart level. And because of the feeling, we form a belief. These beliefs are formed out of many times tragic experiences or pain that maybe we have had to endure because of a, an event or a particular situation in our lives. Beliefs are formed from memories, things that we learn and touch and feel and grow and what have you, memories. Uh, sometimes you can be taught things. You know, I think about my religious upbringing and how certain things framed my worldview because of what I was taught theologically growing up in my religious experience. Sometimes you can be taught things uh, in elementary school or junior high or, or in university, and I tell you what, many minds, many minds are being framed and formed to an image that is completely contrary to the potential that God has created you to to live out. In universities, we're being told what to think, what to believe, what what we're being told what truth is, when truth may or may not be what we're being told. Many times, these beliefs are formed out of what we see modeled. For example. Uh, if you grow up in a home, uh, which all of us, I guess, did on some level, and and we watch our mother, our father, if we have both in the home, we watch them relate to each other. And so our belief about marriage is is formed out of the model that we observe. Our belief about friendships, again, born out of the models we observe. Our perceptions, all these things, over time, over time, form how we think. And as we think, so goes our world. From the time that we're just very young, and some would even say from before we're born, we begin to record data. Data is being recorded. There are words and thoughts and ideas and perceptions being recorded to the hard drive, which is our our deep-seated unconscious memories. This data is experienced through words, through pictures, and through feelings. And we actually form uh, an image, a picture. It's like a a movie or a snapshot. And and so it's like pieces of a puzzle get put together, and it forms an image, and that image becomes the governor. It becomes the, the litmus test by which we judge and view everything. We form an opinion about how things are supposed to be in all these areas of our life. We develop a belief concerning these things, which in turn governs how we perceive, how we respond, and how we handle things that come about in our life. In other words, it is our belief or our beliefs that ultimately create the outcomes we experience. But again, the outcomes only happen after we've acted on the belief that we hold. It's this incredible cycle of belief, response, action, belief. So, you begin to see that limiting beliefs or untruths or things that are not entirely accurate restrict us from bearing out our true potential. If you believe something that is not actually true it causes a constraint on your potential. It keeps you from becoming or doing or accomplishing what you truly have the ability to do. Therefore, it becomes a limiting belief. I learned this many years ago. You've probably heard me quote this, but people act in accordance with the truth as they believe it to be, whether it is or is not true. If something is true to you, then it is true to you, and therefore you will Respond. You will decide. You will behave in accordance with that truth, even if that truth is inaccurate or completely in error. Limiting beliefs keep you from experiencing life to its full potential. Now, some examples. You know, uh, I've I've heard these examples stated out of people's mouths in some form or another. All men are jerks. Well. Some precious lady had a terrible, tragic, horrific experience in a relationship with a husband or a man, and out of that, a judgment is formed, and now all men are jerks. So it's just sweeping generalization. Everybody gets thrown into the mix here, and now all men are jerks. So so let's just say that the greatest, most incredible, most prince of a man comes along, godly man, precious man, mannerly cares about others, and always puts uh, himself behind everybody else. And this man comes along into this precious lady's life, and because she's already determined that all men are jerks, her belief is all men are jerks, she cannot perceive the value or the worth or the sweetness or the greatness or the goodness of this man because between the reality of who he really is and the reality of what she believes him to be is this judgment, all men are jerks. Well, how about this one? Money is the root of all evil. Boy, money is the root of all evil. Money is the root of all evil. And so therefore, early in life, we determined that somehow money is bad and money is is evil and, and money is going to create a problem for you. And and if you have a lot of money, you're going to become a very bad person and all these crazy ideas. But we adopt these as truth. And therefore, we spend our entire life paycheck to paycheck just barely getting by, making a living but not making a life because we've determined early on that money is evil. I've heard this one too. Rich people get their money by cheating other people. Well, there is no question in my mind that there are some people in this world that are devious, that they are uh, underhanded, that they are dishonest. Deceptive in their operations and, and the way they do business. And there are probably some people in this world that have come about great wealth by taking advantage of other people. I have no doubt about that. But, but to have the, the mindset of the belief that all people who are wealthy got their money by cheating someone else dismisses the idea that some people who have become incredibly wealthy did so by the sweat of their brow by working hard, by helping others, and by providing goods and services through a business model that actually worked. How about this one? No one wants to hear what I have to say. You know, maybe as a young child you were told by someone, shut up, I don't want to hear what you have to say. You you, you don't speak, you listen. And I'm sure there are some, probably some good applications for that advice. But, but what if in a moment that sting of those words from a person you respect and you care about... Uh, causes you to believe that nothing you say has value, nothing you say has credibility, nothing you say uh, is something that's weighty or good or can be beneficial to someone else. And therefore, the wealth of wisdom and grace that's in your life, you never project that and send it out for the world to consume because somewhere along the line you believe that nobody wants to hear what you have to say. How about this one? Well, I don't fit in anywhere. I'm just a misfit. Yeah, well, if you believe that you're a misfit, guess what will happen? You could have a thousand opportunities to slot right into your space, but you don't believe that you have a space. Therefore, you never slot into your space. Things like success is overrated. How about this one? Boy, fifteen! if I could just get a $15 an hour job, man, that would be amazing for somebody like me, like me. Mindset. I can never have my own business. I'm just not smart enough. I'm not good enough. Or I can't trust people. Or God is, is a mean God. He's just waiting for me to screw up so he can punish me and beat me down and, and make me suffer. I know people that believe that garbage. Well, you know, this horrible stuff happened to me and I, I just, I, somewhere along the line, in the universe, I must have just deserved it. It's a crazy way of believing. Or how about someone who has experienced tremendous loss, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a child, the loss of a job, the loss of a career, the loss of uh, maybe, maybe a, a position of leadership or credibility. They believe that their loss, that loss will forever prevent them from doing what they really were born to do. That's a limiting belief. It's not true. How about this one? I've heard this one lately. Well, I have to make a living so I don't have time to pursue my dreams. That's a bunch of crock. It's a limiting belief. See, these kinds of beliefs completely paralyze us. Completely paralyze us from becoming all that God intended us to be. When you hold to these kinds of beliefs, then you are actually causing a restriction, a constraint, a limitation to be placed on your ability to be and to do and to accomplish what you're truly capable of, limiting beliefs. You see, When you change your mind, you can change your world. But until you change your mind, your world remains the same. You say, Brian, how do we do this then? Well, I'm going to tell you. I want to offer you today, in summary, four steps. Four steps. And I could do a 20-hour series on these four steps. But I want to give you just a quick overview today. Four steps for overcoming limiting beliefs. Number one, you have to identify the limiting belief identify the limiting belief. What is it that I believe that is keeping me from experiencing all that I could be experiencing? So how do you identify limiting beliefs? Well, you do a bit of a a life inventory. You look at marker moments, marker moments. These are moments in your life where uh, significant events took place. You've heard my testimony at 11 years old, I was abused and something tragic happened in my life. It was at that moment, there was a marker moment where certain beliefs entered into my mind, entered into my thought process, and those eventually became very restricting, limiting beliefs in my life. Marker moments, moments where a father left you and left you and your mom to be by yourselves. Marker moments where someone spoke a very harsh and very demeaning word to you, and somehow in that moment what they said it stuck. It stuck to your heart, and you began to believe that. Marker moments where tragedy struck or something terrible took place, and in that moment, uh, the enemy of our soul would love nothing more for them to us than to just adopt and embrace a belief that is untruth. Marker moments. Go back and look at those and think about what, what did I begin to believe at that moment? We've talked a while ago about models. Identify models that you observed as a child, maybe in a marriage or in a relationship or in life concerning money. Identify models. Identify places where you took on an identity that God never intended you to take on. Well, I'm just a cheat. I'm a liar. I'm a, I'm a crook. I have this addiction. And you, you begin to think in terms of what you are. And, and when you embrace an identity, it becomes you or you become it identify words and ideas that were spoken to you Uh, my father-in-law bless his heart he he vividly remembers a moment when one of his teachers in elementary or junior high school said to him you're just stupid you're never going to amount to anything because you you're just not smart and those words stuck and those words were imprinted deeply on the hard drive of his heart And over all of these many years now, he has adopted that and believed that and struggled to overcome those words because they became his truth. Identify opinions that others have formed about you or maybe even opinions that you've formed about yourself. Identify those. Really figure out where they are. Now, now, once you've identified limiting beliefs, what do you do with them? Well, that brings us to number two. You have to isolate them or quarantine them. In order to overcome a belief, we have to isolate or quarantine it. We have to we have to arrest it. You know, recently, just a number of months ago, maybe a year ago, there was a national news story that broke out, and it was due to a case that took place here in Dallas where an individual was tested positive with the Ebola virus. In fact, two people were. And the Ebola virus, of course, has had devastating effects on entire communities around the world. And right here in Dallas-Fort Worth, right here in the USA, there was a, a documented case of Ebola. And once the disease was identified and confirmed, we've talked about identifying, The authorities and the doctors moved very quickly to isolate the person carrying the disease from the rest of the public. Now, think about this metaphor. Once this disease was identified and confirmed, the authorities and doctors had to actually isolate this person, put them in deep isolation so that they would have no contact with the outside world because... To allow that person to coexist or rub shoulders with a general population was to actually risk infecting others with a disease. Now think about it. Our thoughts, our attitudes, our beliefs are just like that. When you have an unhealthy or a limiting belief, when you have something that is toxic and not true and devastating and destructive to your potential, when you have these things taking place in your life and you've identified what they are, now you have to isolate them from the rest of your world. You have to stop the spread of the effects of this mindset or this belief system so that it no longer has control of you and it is no longer reproducing itself. So how do we do this? How do we isolate? Well, this is going to sound pretty simple, but I tell you what, it so you are constantly dealing with something that's called self-talk. Believe it or not, there is a conversation taking place in your head all the time. 50,000, 100,000 thoughts a day, most of which you're unconscious of, but that conversation is taking place. But when you identify them, when you, become, when you tune into that frequency and you begin to identify what those limiting beliefs are and you isolate them, you literally replace the self-talk by saying, Stop that. It's not who I am. That is not how I behave. That belief no longer serves me. It is not who I am. It is not what I am. It is not my potential. That is an untruth. Therefore, I will no longer align myself with it. You you consciously, and as far as I'm concerned, out loud, you arrest, you say, no, not going to be that person, not going to think like that, not going to accompany or accommodate that belief. I'm not going to continue to serve that limiting belief. I'm going to replace it. You stop it. You arrest it. You grab a hold of it. You know, there's a New Testament passage in the Bible that instructs us that we are to take every thought captive. Imagine that. What terminology? We have to actually go into a mode of arming ourselves, suiting up, and going after thoughts that are not productive, not positive, not right, not true for us. And we have to arrest them and put them in jail. Take them captive. Arrest the thoughts. Arrest the beliefs. Arrest the attitudes. Those things that are keeping us stuck. We cannot, listen, you cannot coddle or accommodate beliefs and thoughts that are keeping you from becoming who you are. You can't. You've got to be vicious with them. Be brutal. No grace, no mercy. You just grab a hold of them by the throat and say, no, I am not that person. That is not who I am. That is not what I believe to be true about myself, about my life, about this relationship, about my success. You arrest them. Number three, the third step in overcoming limiting beliefs is to reframe, to reframe. So now we have to reframe the old mindset with a new perspective. We have to take... This old limiting belief that we've now put in quarantine, that we've now isolated, we've arrested, and now we have to reform it. We have to reframe it. Let me help you with that. You reframe mostly by asking legitimate questions. What if what happened to you was not even your fault? All these years you've carried this, the guilt, the shame, the condemnation, whatever it is, you've carried all this stuff as if it was something you did. But what if what happened wasn't even your fault? What if there was nothing you could have done to change what happened? That's how you begin to reframe. What if the mistake you made, maybe you made a tragic mistake, maybe you really screwed it up, but what if the mistake you made was not the end of the world? What if it was not the disqualifying moment that from this point forward you can't do anything good? What if that moment that you messed up was not the end of the world? It was just an opportunity to learn something and to grow personally. What if money is not evil? Or what if people really can be trusted? (laughs) You know anybody that doesn't trust anybody? What if success is not only for a few select people? Boy, a lot of people believe that success just comes to a handful of people. The rest of us are just normal. Well, that's bogus. That's not right. What if that pain you experienced can be channeled and used for good? What if that pain or that loss that you experience can help someone else? What if you can become the teacher that brings life experience to the table and is able to walk someone else through their difficult time? What if that loss was not the final straw, but rather an opportunity for true beauty to emerge out of ashes and for the world to see, you know what? Yes, this is what I experienced, but I tell you what, I'm reframing it. I'm not going to allow... A limiting belief to, to govern my life from this moment forward. I'm going to reframe this and I'm going to actually allow it to be the, the catalyst for where I'm about to go. What if you really can write that book? What if you really can and should start that business? What if that relationship you've always desired is really attainable? What if you can achieve the success you've always dreamed about? What if? What if? I want you to reframe by asking a lot of what if questions. What if? These are questions that you must begin to entertain so that you can reframe and reform and discover what really is possible. The fourth step to overcoming limiting beliefs is replace. Replace. Now we do the work of establishing new anchors, new belief anchors. So we ask ourselves the question, what is truth? What really is true about X? What really is true about relationships? What really is true about money? What is the truth about these things? Now, for all these years, I've believed this, and this has produced what I have in my life today, but I'm i am I'm now being transformed by the renewing of my mind, and and in this process, now I have to ask, okay, if what I've believed has not been true, then what is the truth? There's another passage in that wonderful book of wisdom called the Bible that says, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You see, it's when you come to a realization of what the truth really is about a matter That truth catapults you into the potential that lies beyond the limiting belief. It's my personal conviction or belief that absolute truth is that which the creator spoke concerning your life, my life, before we were even born. In other words, no one else's opinion matters. No one else's assessment of who I am or what I'm capable of really should have much bearing on on where I'm headed I need to discover what he knows to be true about me. We talked earlier about images, about images, about pictures. And I want to just reference a another passage of scripture here that says, casting down imaginations or images and every high thing that exalts itself against what God knows to be true about you. So here's the piece. That means that these images that have been formed, these pictures, how we see ourselves, we have to actually actively engage in tearing those pictures and those those that wall art down because those things have been built up and they oppose they're they're contrary to what God knows to be true about you and when you discover the truth the truth catapults you propels you explodes you into your powerful amazing potential You see, your eternal potential is what you're truly capable of, what you're truly capable of accomplishing, what you're truly capable of becoming. So how do I effectively replace the old with the new? So remember this, words form pictures, and pictures evoke emotion or feelings. So we begin replacing limiting beliefs with new truth with our words. So I'll give you a few examples of this. We start with the word I, like the letter I, that's me and you, I, I this, okay? And we start I, and we fill in the blank. So I am, I do, I have, I possess, I grow, I succeed, I think, I believe, I speak, I articulate. I am wealthy. I am a tremendous leader. I am an amazing father who knows how to love his children. I am a powerful communicator and a, a, a trainer of individuals. I am. I am. You see how that works? I am. I do amazing work and I affect the lives of everyone that I touch. I have all of my dreams and all of my goals accomplished. I possess great riches, great wealth, great happiness, great joy. I grow every day because I am a lifetime learner and I apply myself to learning and knowledge. I succeeded, everything that I touch, my hands are blessed, my life is blessed, I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out, I, I, you think, I, you're focused on I, yes, because that is the confession of our faith, I think, I believe, I speak, I articulate, you start with I, and you fill in the rest, so you could switch it up a little bit, as it relates to our relationships, or Or our communication, our our touch with other people. You could say things like, people are attracted to me because I offer value and I, I communicate life. Successful business people seek me out because they know that I can provide great solutions for them. New customers are elated to find out that I can do for them what they have been looking to accomplish. My wife and I are deeply in love and regularly find time to be together. So you can, you can tie this to relationships, but it still boils down to a positive confirmation, affirmation, statement of faith, if you will. It's a confession of your mouth as to how things are. Now here's the key, folks. Not everything you say may have happened yet or become a reality yet, but you are in the process of replacing limiting beliefs with good, strong, productive beliefs. So you must state the future in the present tense. You must state the desired outcomes, desired results, desired conditions, desired state, as if you are presently living it today. I am, I do, I have. People are. Successful businesses seek me out. New customers are elated to find me. My wife and I are deeply in love, and we have an amazing relationship You see, these things, you state the future, but in the present tense. Very powerful to know that. How about my work? Well, how about this statement? My business is experiencing explosive momentum. Now, you may be just launching your business today, but my business is experiencing, present tense, explosive momentum, and we continue to expand into larger and more profitable markets. How about this one? As a speaker, I am highly sought after and bring expertise and transformative training to every venue I'm privileged to serve. You may not have a speaking engagement on your calendar for the next 2 years, but you can speak in faith about your future as if it's already happened. This is how you you replace limiting beliefs by speaking in the future as if it's already happened. How about my finances? I am prosperous and ever-increasing in all areas of my life. I am debt-free. I have the ability to give generously to causes that are important to me and to my family. How about this one? I love this one. I am financially independent and positioned to leave an incredible inheritance for my children and my children's children. You see, these kinds of statements, these are how, over time, we replace old limiting beliefs with new powerful, life-giving truths. Now listen, this is not an exercise you just do one time and you're done. I don't know of a case where someone can reframe and replace just doing something one time. It took you years to have such concrete beliefs to the negative. Now you're going to spend some time diligently, effectively, consistently, Confessing, affirming, and speaking the new truth so that it becomes your now belief, your now reality. So a quick review for you. The four steps for overcoming limiting beliefs. Identify the limiting beliefs. Isolate or quarantine the limiting beliefs. Reframe them. And you do this by asking what if questions to really challenge the belief that you had presently held to challenge is it really true does it really have to be that way you reframe by asking what if questions and then you replace by starting with your words i am i do i have i possess people are my business as a speaker all of these things we talked about i am i am i am you speak of the future state in the present tense you say, is that biblical? You better believe it is. The Bible says that Abraham, the great father of faith, called those things that were not as though they already were, meaning he spoke about the future in the present tense. That's why he was known as the father of faith. Identify, isolate, reframe, and replace. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Remember this quote, we act in accordance with the truth as we believe it to be. So what we must be after is to change our mind so that we can actually change our world. Well, you can find all the links and the information, the show notes for for this episode at BrianHolmes.com forward slash 083, I would so love to hear from you. On Facebook is where we do most of our uh, communication and engagement. So check us out there, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, etc. But Facebook's the, the main one. Leave your comments, your questions, your ideas. Where are you challenging your limiting beliefs? Well, a couple of very quick announcements here. I have a couple of openings still for coaching clients. If you'd like to have me coach you in your business, general life strategies, or maybe in this process of, of transforming the mind, give me a, a shout out at Brianholmes.com forward slash coaching. I'd love to talk to you about maybe coming alongside of you and helping you to become all God has called you to be. If you'd like to have a speak at your church, your conference, or your event, please visit my speaking page, Brianholmes.com forward slash speaking. We'd love to serve you in any way that we can. Well, a couple of things to ask you here. Subscribe, if you haven't already done so, to the weekly updates at Brianholmes.com, also to the podcast and iTunes, and help us get the word out about everything that's taking place here at Brianholmescom I trust that something we've shared today has challenged you to pursue God's very best for your life. I want to see you go after it. Know this, your beliefs hold the key in everything that you want to be can be accomplished, can be done. Put your mind to it, put your heart to it, and go after it with all your might. Well, until next time, God bless. We look forward to seeing you back here next week. Take care, everybody. We'll see you very soon.